to the One More Verse podcast. This is John Nix, and I'm excited to have you along on this Friday, November the 13th, 2015. Today's reading was Judges chapter 16, verses 1 through 31. So come on, let's discuss what we read together. Sin is an ongoing battle and struggle. And in each of our lives, there seem to be those places where there are strongholds and there are patterns of habitual sin that we seem to fall into. And Samson is no different. Samson has demonstrated for a while now that he has a weakness, particularly when it comes to women. And his weakness is so great that he is willing to violate what the Lord has instructed. He is willing to go against conscience and against family because he thinks this is what's going to satisfy him. He thinks that in this relationship, having someone to care for, somebody that is attractive, that this is going to ultimately bring him satisfaction and joy in life. And so in this reading today, he goes down and he he goes and enters into an illicit relationship with the prostitute. He, He goes into her and everyone in town hears that he is there. So they surround the place and they set up an ambush and they're going to wait all night. The plan was that in the first light of morning, they would attack him and they would kill him. But Samson, for some reason, only stayed until midnight. And at midnight, he arose and he goes out to the doors of the gate of the city and he, and the two posts and he pulls everything up, the gate, the bars, the all, the posts. He puts them on his shoulders and he carries them to the top of the hill. And so we have this ongoing pattern of Samson not showing wisdom and discernment, not walking in obedience and faithfulness. And the Bible tells us that later he fell in love with a woman, a Philistine woman, from the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. And so when he fancied her, it was not a surprise. And the Philistines recognized this, particularly the lords of the Philistines. And so they come to Delilah and they say to her, listen, if you will seduce him, find out where his great strength lies. And if you can help us to overpower him so that he may be humbled, we will each give you 1,100 pieces of silver. This is an extraordinary amount of money. This is the kind of money that sets you and your family and generations up for life. Now, we just are told that Samson loved Delilah, but we are not told that she loved him. And clearly by her actions, as we're about to see, that definitely is not the case. She goes to Samson and she just asks him point blank. Tell me where your strength comes from. How could you be bound so that so that somebody could actually subdue you and overpower you? And so Samson, I don't know if he's playing along with the game or if he's just going to test her and try to figure out whether or not she's being honest with him. But she says, okay, well, if someone binds me with seven fresh bowstrings and they haven't been dried, then I'll just be weak like everybody else. And so these lords of the Philistines came up and they brought these seven fresh bowstrings. And she had men lying in ambush in an inner chamber. So in her house were these Philistines. 
And having bound Samson, she cries out, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. And he awakens and he snaps the bowstrings like a thread of flax, snaps when it touches the fire, is what the Bible describes. And the secret of his strength was not known. Now, at this point, Samson has to be thinking, unless he's told someone, or this is like what he tells everybody in every town, somewhere there's got to be a correlation. Because Delilah comes to him and says, listen, you mocked me and you told me lies. You told me this was how you could be bound. And at no point do we have any record of Samson going, well, I'm trying to make sure and understand exactly how these people would have bound me and how they would have even known that that was a possibility had you not been working with them. But we don't have any of that. And perhaps he's just enjoying his momentary pleasures. Perhaps he is just enjoying toying with her for whatever it is. He gives her another option and he says, well, if they bind me with new ropes that have never been used, that's what'll work. So Delilah takes new ropes. She binds him. She cries out, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. And once again, these men are lying in ambush in an inner chamber, but he just snaps the ropes off his arms like a thread. And she comes to him and says, until now, you've just mocked me and you've told me lies. At some point, Samson, it seems, would have either said, you know what? This is not a good relationship. You know what? This is not a a good place for me to be. I'm just going to leave. But instead, he says, okay, well, here's what you do. If you'll just weave the seven locks of my hair um, into a loom and fasten it with a pin, then I'll be weak just like anybody else. So while he sleeps, Delilah takes his hair, puts it into the loom, puts it tight, puts the pin in and says, okay, Samson, The Philistines are upon you. And he awakes from his sleep. He pulled away the pen, the loom, the web, and he just got up. And Delilah comes to him and says, how can you say I love you? And at that point, I'd be looking at her saying, how can you say you love me? Or how can you not say that you don't hate me? Or how can you say that you're not with the Philistines? But she says, you've mocked me and you haven't told me. And she just pressed him hard day after day. And we see that Samson, instead of exercising wisdom, instead of running from the peril that he was facing, instead of repenting of his sin, instead of seeing that this was going to be much more detrimental and much more difficult than he thought and just leaving, he stayed. And day after day, she stayed after him. And the Bible tells us that his soul was vexed to death. The problem is, he finally has a moment where he, whether in weakness or whether in pride, tells her, a razor has never come upon my head. I've been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. So if my head is shaved, my strength will leave me and I'll be like everybody else. Now, possibly they had had some conversation that's not recorded. Possibly it was just absolute arrogance and pride. But Delilah saw that he was telling her everything that was in her heart. And so for this moment, because women are so good emotionally, they're so in tune, she could see this was it. And so she calls the lords of the Philistine and she tells them, this is the time. And she must have been convinced and they were definitely convinced because they came up and they brought their money with them. So Samson falls asleep. A servant comes in and shaves his head. 
And the Bible tells us that she begins to torment him and his strength leaves him. And she says, the Philistines are upon you. And he woke up and this time, be it pride or ignorance, he thinks, I'm just going to go out like I always do. I'm going to shake myself free. But there's a little phrase in there. How painful, how dreadful. He did not know that the Lord had left him. This time the Philistines, the Philistines seized him. And they gouged out his eyes and they took him down to Gaza in bronze shackles. They put him and made him grind at the mill in the prison, a job that is normally given to oxen. But we're given just a little phrase that his hair began to grow again. But the Philistines are all excited, and so they gather and they set up a celebration and they offer a a sacrifice to Dagon, their God, to rejoice because they've had victory over Samson. And so the people uh, were all excited and their hearts were made merry, and now they're just going to add insult to injury, and they say, call Samson out here. Let him entertain us, this great hero, this great judge. Let him come out here and entertain us. Let us mock him. So they put him between two pillars. And Samson says to a young man who held him by the hand, Can you help me to find the pillars on which the house rests that I may lean against them? Because the house was full and this was some kind of house. That veranda alone, there were 3,000 men and women and they're looking on. And in a moment of repentance and what must have been a lot of regret and desperation, Samson calls to the Lord and says, God, Would you just remember me and just strengthen me one more time that I may be avenged on the Philistines for my eyes? And so he grasps the two middle pillars on which the house rests and he leans his weight against them, his right hand on one and his left hand on the other. And Samson said to the Lord, just let me die with our enemies, the Philistines. And bowing with all his strength and pressing with all his might, the house began to crumble and fall. And the lords and the people and all that were in it died that day. More died that day than Samson had killed during his entire lifetime. And in sadness and mourning, his family, his brothers, they come down. They take the lifeless body of their champion, Samson. And they bury him in the tomb his father, Manoah. You see, the truth of the matter is, sin is always more costly than we like to believe. Our our enemy lies to us and he makes it to look so attractive and we begin to believe that it's what's going to satisfy and bring us happiness and joy in life. Often we arrogantly in our own pride and our own hubris think, you know what, I'm above this. I'm not going to be like everybody else. This is not going to affect me in the same way. And especially when it comes to sins of relationships, be they sexual, or when we are unequally yoked with unbelievers, in these moments when we follow into those things, we see how devastating the consequences can be. But we also see that in repentance, God hears. And even in death, there is deliverance. Because this is a picture of one who would die and would set his people free but he would not remain in death and he would be faithful and he would not fail. King Jesus, the righteous judge would one day do exactly in obedience to his father 
what was required so that people might be set free. So as we read these stories, let us see the good news of the gospel is that Jesus rescues sinners and our longing and the failure of all these stories point us to the one who would perfectly obey and set us free. Thanks for listening to the One More Verse podcast. For more information about Vertical Purpose or One More Verse, visit johnnicks.org. I would love to hear from you, so find me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram using the handle TheJohnNix. And don't forget to download the Vertical Purpose app for additional resources. Thanks again, and join me next week for the One More Verse podcast.